0: Last one for the summer. School's out for summer. Uh. Welcome to the Find and Follow podcast, where we are all about helping you find and follow Jesus in your everyday life. Welcome back to the last episode of season two. Before we hit the summer break, Scott, Craig, and Kyle, President of the podcast HQ. We are are headed into a little bit of a summer break. I don't know what else to call it. That's what it is. That's what we're doing.
1: Yeah, um, I can't come up with something clever.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah a that's respite. It. You, a respite. Is that a thing? sabbatical.
0: What's a respite? That's a thing, right? Yep. We're
2: respite gonna... is relief. Yeah. It's a break. We're going to do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we're going to break from this. <laughs> uh, usually
2: respite's like... You need a break, and so somebody well, comes and I mean,
0: I'm not, I wasn't going to say it, but... <laughs> we don't really need a break from yapping.
2: No. We, uh,
0: we love to get together and talk. We, we love to get together and have differing opinions and encourage one another, right? Yep. That's a nice way to say. Sometimes we fight. Sometimes we argue. Yeah. But a we lot like of times, to have differing opinions and encourage one another. We don't
2: argue. But
0: honestly, it's, a lot of times it's fruitful. There are times where it gets unfruitful, but most of the time it is fruitful conversation and there's a huge difference people listening and they know you've been in conversations where you've had different opinions and it's good it's it's there's actually fruit that comes out of it it's helpful it's like a sharpening pick your metaphor on that one it yep. is then there's times you're like that was just pointless we're just arguing to argue I just want to be right so uh, I don't know how we got down this trail but episode 55 is this number I was going back looking a little bit because um, it's fun to hear like what we're doing is helping people. I was talking to somebody this last week and last week we talked about sowing and reaping and what you're planting in your life and you'll harvest a fruit later. And so he was just saying, he's going, he's going back to some more schooling, but it's laser beam schooling for his career to help him. Uh, and it's, so it's real practical. So it's, it's a little bit extra, you know, married, got a kid, uh, full-time job, runs business. Right. And so, but he's getting some more schooling, but he's like, Hey, I'm sowing some seeds this week. I'm sowing some seeds, knowing that it's beneficial. It's like a two-year track. He's like, I'm going to I'm gonna give it eight weeks in this first course and see how it goes. But I was like, there you go, planting some stuff. You're reaping yep. some uh, fruit from other seasons right now, but then you're also in the same time reaping the fruit. You're planting more good stuff in your life so that you know it'll pay off. I mean, it's literally stuff as you're if you've ever been in a situation where you're studying, learning, and applying all in the same day, you're like, oh yeah, this is the immediate ROI. Is always I love an immediate ROI. You're like, this is working, this is helpful. Um, so those of us that sometimes went to a four-year college, you go, why, wh- why am I in this class? Oh, it's required to graduate. Huh, guess I'll spend more money on this one. I don't know when I'm gonna use that. But we've got 55 episodes. Little trivia here for you guys. You guys have been on most of those episodes. Uh, how many guests have we had? Because I'll let you think here through the last 55 all the way back to the beginning. How many guests have we had? Because we think the benefit comes from hearing other people's stories, not just the three of us. We don't think we got an answer for everything. So
1: how many guests you, have we had? Are you including Sharky as a guest? Yeah, I put him in the guest category. Tanner
0: Is Tanner a guest? I'm going to put Tanner in the guess. Okay. They're, they're say 15. regulars. Yeah. 15. I threw Sharky in like extended guess because now he's not on the team yeah. officially here.
1: Yeah. Oh, 15 is a good one. I was going to go right around there, so now i got to go with it higher than 15 or lower than Higher, higher. or lower? Over? Under? Over? I'll higher, go 14. A little, little higher? 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 I was originally going to say right around a dozen. Play the Price plus. is Right yeah, game. I'm going 14. Climber. Higher?
2: Well, you got to get closest without going over. Higher?
1: Yeah, I'm going 14. So higher. it's higher than
2: 15? Higher. 18? <laughs> higher. 21.
0: Lower? 19. Higher? 20. 20. I think it's 20. I did a quick count, so I could be wrong on that. But I I think it's 20 or more different voices of people sharing their story and what it means to follow Jesus. Yeah. So if you haven't caught all 20 plus guests uh, on the podcast, man, there's There's a few episodes. You can go back and... Yeah, yeah, some real encouraging things. Are, yeah,
1: I guess I forget now how, how many episodes we've been doing. and how right? many, Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, they were on.
0: When did we switch over to this format for podcast? This, what, this, like this, the, the date? Yeah, like how uh, many episodes? September? What episode do you think that was?
2: Well, 20. I was going to say we probably switched over in the 20s.
0: 20? Late teens. I think it was yeah. 17 or 18. Oh, that's pretty close. Yeah. Right, yeah, so we've been doing this format with a lot more guests uh, twice as long as we did from the original,
2: yeah. If we have some uh, new listeners that are wanting to sample some of the previous episodes, my recommendation would be uh, source out those ones that are the ones that we had a guest on. And listen to those. Those that'd be a great place to start. Those, those are, are some of our best. episodes. Those are
0: better than the th- way better than, than just three of us. us. <laughs> yeah. so, Absolutely. I wasn't
2: going to say that, you know, that plainly, but okay.
0: Let's be real clear about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're the fill-in guys as <laughs> we get to the next episode <laughs> We're with the, the guest. The default guys with a guest that comes on.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny.
2: No, we are going to line those up. Those are some of our best episodes. The oh, <laughs> yeah. stories are inter- interesting.
0: Very interesting, yeah. and it's always, um, it's always encouraging. Because you hear other people's stories and you hear bits and pieces of your own story in there, and you go, "Oh, that's that's confirmation. That's helpful. It's going, oh, okay. Hey, I have a similar story, or wow, what they went through. God turned that around, used it for good, or provided for them. I have, you know, confidence that God could do that in my life, or use my story, or whatever the case may be." So there are a number of people on our on our potential guest list that we just didn't get to this season, and so. Um, we've got a number of people that we're on the list to talk to, to line up for starting back up uh, season three in the fall. And
2: Now, what if one of our listeners wants to be a guest? Is there a pathway for that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Send you an email? I'll, yeah, you, yeah. I'll just put my number out here. Yeah, call me, <laughs> text me, send me an email. You betcha.
1: Your number's already out there on the Internet. Don't worry oh, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I'm not worried about I got, it. I got called yesterday multiple times for fraudulent activity from the police. Oh, because I'm a criminal or something. Well, we ex- all know that about you. Yeah. I've
0: extended my warranty eighty-seven
2: times yeah.
1: this year, no, so it was
0: <laughs> it was about to expire. So I'm glad yeah. they called.
1: I got a a Coeur d'Alene number and then a Spokane number.
0: Uh, they were both. I'm a criminal or something. So, so the a couple of weeks ago, we were we were in our kitchen. I think it was when my boys they were. I don't know if I share this on the podcast. They were kind of complaining about dinner. Did I talk about this on the podcast? I don't know. I've talked to you about it in a lot of different menus. I know. Menus, so I know. <laughs> they all they were com- I don't know if I'm repeating myself. They were complaining about dinner um, one night, and it wasn't a good night. Amy was working late, and I was like, listen, this is inappropriate. You're making dinner tomorrow. So good on them. They, they were like, sure, can do. And I was like, what does your mom want? And... Um, then we had to figure out a meal that everybody wanted because they wanted to cook mom's favorite meal, which we all don't like. So I was like, "That's <laughs> not going to work." We just had that meal a week ago. Anyways, they did great. They made fajitas. Um, they went to the store, bought stuff. So, anyways, the, we were making the meal, and right during the meal, I was trying to do some work in the garage. Came in, like I have like work gear on, and I'm helping cook stuff. And my phone rings, and it looks like a solicitor number. I was like, "Oh, well, let's answer it." And I was like, "Hello." just kind of goofing around, and it was my neighbor, Chuck, and he was calling me from my driveway because <laughs> they're from California, Southern California, and I didn't have his name in my um, – I'd given him my number, but I don't think he's ever called me from it. We just chat in the in the front yard, the street.
2: So what did he think about the way you went So he's there? like,
0: hey, um, your dog, Wilson's barking at me. Um, well, I'm out here in the driveway, and I heard the dog barking. So I was like, oh, good thing I didn't – didn't answer it like I really wanted to. Like, quit calling me. Why, are you, you know, my here. warranty's not, uh, <laughs> you know, needing
2: to be extended.
0: So anyways, I went out there.
2: Oh, that's funny.
0: Which actually led to a cool conversation because he was up at Farragut camping on Memorial Day weekend. Oh. He came up for the day, his daughter and family, which live a block over. And so he was there and saw him. I saw him and talked to him. So he goes, hey, did you hear about the guy who died in the bathroom? And because he knew we were camping there. And so I was actually able to share... Again, kind of disappointing the way I shared it, but I was able to share like how I felt like God spoke to me in the bathroom. And I know I was like, this kind of sounds weird, and just kind of shared my experience and what I went through. And um, this is one of those ways to share Jesus with people in their everyday life. Um, so, anyways, yeah, sometimes you should answer the phone. I thought it was the solicitor. Maybe it's an opportunity to share about Jesus with people. You know, point, to the solicitors. pointing people to Jesus. I would. I would talk to him. Now it's all automated. Yeah, now it's just robots. Yeah. I would, I would talk. Do you to know Jesus, robot? <laughs> Do you, hey, is anybody listening? <laughs> Who made you? Pick, pick this up. Let's chat. So we've got 55 episodes, 20 plus guests. Um, you know, people here hearing this, applying stuff to their lives. I love, we love hearing feedback. Love hearing how what we're doing is helping you uh, find and follow Jesus. We are going to take a little bit of a break. I have a sneaky suspicion there might be a bonus episode or two throughout the summer. Uh, we'll see. It means know. there will be. I don't I mean, know. Yeah. I'm just leaving the door open. No, you're. Gonna, yeah. We'll see if it works out schedule-wise, and we feel like we got something to say. Let's, let's, let's get together and push the record button. You know. Sure. Okay. You're uh-huh. in, you're in partially. I mean, you just I feel like you're going to be on vacation for like the next
1: six weeks. So sure, and then. I'm going to go on vacation sometime. I don't have anything planned, but I got to get on vacation sometime.
0: Yeah, you should. Otherwise, you're going to get real yeah. resentful. A real. I need a Craig, respite. You do need a respite. <laughs> you need something to look forward to. And you need a cup of coffee. I do. Like man. already it's, in your system. That's
1: brutal. I mean, I'm I'm like halfway done with this one. But yeah, it's I'm struggling. I'm not going to lie. It's one of those days. One of those days.
0: That a girl it's, it's goes been through. One of
2: <laughs> that a girl goes through.
0: Yep. Craig, do you even know where we are at right now?
2: We're uh sitting in the square <laughs> recording episode fifty five of the Find and Follow podcast. You know
0: what it is, I think, to your point, what guests do. They keep us on our best behavior <laughs> and they keep us more focused.
2: On what matters. Yeah. In
0: <laughs> and we talk less in random like tangents. Yes. A little
1: bit less. A little no, bit less. Not
0: and it makes us more curious. I'm always curious about people's life and their yeah. story, so I love I love asking questions. Yep. Um, but we are trying to be helpful. We have been diving uh, into the book of Galatians, and we dove into it, and we are finished diving, and so we dove through it. You're
2: working on your grammar there?
0: <laughs> I am. <laughs> Anyways, we're wrapping up the book, the letter of Galatians that Paul wrote, and just focusing on the gospel of Jesus and the grace that God gives us and therefore the freedom we have in Christ. Yeah, That's one of the things, I think, without being too narcissistic and egotistical i think this is a great place for people to listen in and discover who jesus is and what it means to follow Him. we've been for 55 episodes just trying to help point people to jesus yep and who is jesus and therefore what does it mean in your life and how do you live uh and the the gospel we're not trying to get anything from anybody we don't have any sponsors we're trying to appease we're not trying to build a kingdom we're not trying to get more people to show up at mission church it's not that's not the point of any of this Correct. The only point is to help people understand what it really means to follow Jesus. And this is a great spot to listen in and understand that and apply things to your life. Absolutely. So as we're wrapping it up here, let's wrap up six. Any new thoughts there? And then any, like, concluding thoughts on, on um, the whole letter that Paul wrote to Galatians? Um, we went piece by piece, but it's obviously kind of one big thought yep. um, that we would... What Like you and I would write it, an email or a letter like, I know there's a couple paragraphs here, but kind of one big idea I'm um, cranking out.
2: You recommended to our listeners that they watch the Bible Project piece that they did on the Book of Galatians?
0: Yeah, and read through. Shout yep. out to Debbie. She let us know she was doing her homework a few weeks ago. Oh, great. Yep. Well, you get a if, gold star, Debbie? Debbie, give yourself gold, two gold th- stars on the chart. Double dose.
2: <laughs> yeah. If our listeners haven't done that yet, that'd be a great thing to do. Absolutely. Uh, especially if they came, started listening midway through Galatians. But even if they have been a long-time listener, uh, that, that's an excellent way to get a handle on the book and kind of understand the big picture.
0: Yeah. Um, I just found out, like, last week that a lot of the links, um, the way I was putting them out, didn't work. They weren't linking. Oh, oh real nice. good. So, yeah. like, the way they showed up in Apple Podcasts wasn't linking. I was like, oh, that's weird that happened just this week. And I kept looking. I'm like, no, every week. Oh, man. So, yeah. I just tried to make it easier. Just click here. Click here. So, I went back and fixed a bunch of them. So, now it should be linking. So, if you tried to click Scott's links and they didn't work, go back and re-click them. There was, there was just no links. They didn't show up as links. Oh, never mind. They were hyperlinked and where Anyways, they didn't show up in all the platforms correctly. But, yes... Read along, listen along, uh, watch the Bible Project stuff. Man, they they do such good stuff. They really do. Uh, I'm still cranking through the reading plan. Um, One story that leads to Jesus. It just walks you through all of Scripture in light of Christ. And every time there's a new video, I'm like, oh, it's a a good day on the reading plan when I get to watch a new video. It's so good. I love it. I love it. It is. I'm like, ooh, video today. This is fun. This is going to be fun. So one of the things I wanted to touch uh, base on was this concluding thought, but it's also the main idea of Galatians in verses 12 through 16. Paul's getting at to at.
2: I'm looking at it. Oh, you guys, great minds over here.
0: Highlighted. We're all all, synced up. That's where we're all going to go. Synced up. And he's saying basically, hey, the circumcision people, here's their agenda. They are just trying to get other people to follow the law that they themselves don't follow fully and aren't intending to follow fully. They just want more people in their marketing, like their MLL downline, so that they can feel good about themselves and brag about the numbers.
2: They want more friends on social they're media. MLL. 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 Well, the downline? You work oh, in I'm, your downline,
0: I'm I'm with You, you work in your downline? That's all they want. They don't mm-hmm. want actually like, the good for people. They want them to do something they're not doing just so they can brag about themselves and their status. Paul says, circumcision not circumcision. It doesn't matter. What well, is the point? Is that you're a new creation? Yeah. So be that. That's who you are. You're a new creation. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: the NLT. I love the way it put. It. It doesn't matter again whether you're you're, you're doing that. You're this or that. And that was their thing. this is the standard. You have to be this. You know, you're not good enough because of. And again, we've talked a lot around this. They use the law thing, but there's even some cultural and ethical, uh, ethnical things going on there that you're not good enough because you're not this. So, Paul's saying, it doesn't matter if you're this or that. Stop comparing. And, again, I think that's to your point, Scott, their, their downline and their thing. It's this comparison. They want to compare, you're not as good as me. You're not as good as us. And comparison is always either going to make you feel inferior or superior. They want to feel superior by comparing you and what you do isn't as good as me and what I do. And so, uh, he says, whatever, uh, none of that matters. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation, and the way he's using that, again, is almost contrasting. They're talking about you have to be transformed, quote-unquote, this way, physically, through circumcision. The outward. Yeah, what's really the the point is the internal transformation that happens in you becoming a new creation, pointing back to what Jesus said in the conversation with Nicodemus, is born again, spiritually, you're transformed, you have a new life, you're a new creation, glorifying God in that way, and that's... That, again, to Scott's point, that's summing up really, really well the point, the theme, the emphasis that Paul's saying to saying to these people.
2: And he plainly points out what you pointed out, Scott, that one of their motivations is they just want to be able to brag about how many followers they have. Like, look at all these people following us. Aren't we cool? Aren't we spiritual? Aren't we great? But the other motive that they have is they're trying to avoid being persecuted for oh, the yeah. very thing that Paul's being persecuted for, and that is for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And, and Paul, he makes that point throughout the gospel and then hits it again here that, um, he, you know, if, he, if he was trying to please people and avoid persecution and resistance and, and adversaries, you know, going after him and criticizing him, then he wouldn't preach Jesus like he does. But he seeks only to please Jesus and preach the truth and the truth is that it's the cross of Christ alone that can save us. And he says, that's part of why they hate me, and they're, they're my adversaries. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And we've, we've all experienced that. If you have ever stepped out and just kind of been more bold with your faith and go, no, it's Jesus and only Jesus, and I'm a Jesus follower, and you say that to different people or in different contexts? Mm-hmm. It puts a target on your back, yep. one, uh, with the enemy of your soul who doesn't like that. The good news that Jesus is going out, and then he uses the people around you that he can get influence with to make your life more troublesome, make your yeah. life more burdensome. So it's it's the tricky way of Satan to kind of lull us to sleep a little bit and be like, oh, just kind of casually talk about it and kind of play the middle ground and don't don't disrupt it, and you don't want to create conflict, so don't be so bold with your faith.
2: You know, there there's a lot of uh, discussion in our culture right now about inclusion about everybody's welcome everybody's accepted we don't judge anybody that kind of thing and what i find fascinating and and really um compelling about jesus is that on the one hand he's very inclusive he says all who come to me are welcome all who come to me i won't cast off uh, god's not willing that any should perish that all would come to repentance uh, god so loved the whole world everybody's welcome everybody's invited into a relationship with him but then that can same we, Jesus. Can we
0: pause right there before well, we go to the butt? Yeah. Because I think we can't cruise by that too fast. He's the most inclusive one of all. Of everybody. Mm-hmm. A, he's our creator. So he desires a relationship with each and every person more than anybody he else. He made us all. Right. And so to say, oh, we should be inclusive, we should be connected to others and be friends, um, which we should, but we have limited abilities because we're human. But then also, we don't have the heart of God. We're not the Father, uh, the Creator. Uh, the sustainer and the giver of life. So he's the most inclusive on, in the world, Far in the none. I mean, universe, and like, all of creation and beyond.
2: Way beyond anybody else. He's the I
0: definition mean, of it. He is. Like you said, he wants everybody to be connected to him. He doesn't want anybody to be on the outside. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think we can hit that hard enough. We can't paint that picture strong enough that that's who Jesus is.
2: That is a good point. And he, I don't think people realize that about him.
0: He sat down with his enemies and ate meals with them. The guy who turned him over to the enemies to lead him to the cross, like he served him, washed his feet, fed him, you know, gave to him, you know, and then he's like, hey, you got to go do this evil thing. Go and do it. Like that's the kind of inclusivity that Jesus possesses because he is the most inclusive person wanting relationship with each and every person. And I think that can't be overemphasized.
2: I I agree with you. Thanks. And then we're
0: like, hey, I'm really, that person's really inclusive. Not not you're nothing in being compared to Jesus.
2: He's in a league all his own. All by he himself. He redefines inclusion. Yes. Or or defined it first. Correct. Yeah. Yes. He's the yeah he's the ultimate the forerunner. He's the poster child for inclusion.
0: We got to understand that part of the story before we go to your butt.
2: Yeah, and and so then the other <clears throat> the other side of that coin is. He's the same one who says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So he claims to be the exclusive path to a relationship with God, while at the same time being this ultimately inclusive individual. Uh, To me, that's just amazing and compelling, and one of the things I love about him, that that, that both things can be true at the same time.
1: Yeah, because even hearing you put it that way, it it sounds like those two things are mutually exclusive. Like you, I mean, even the way you said them, inclusive and exclusive are by definition polar opposites. Correct. Right. Like, but I mean the, the way that you describe that, in the fact that Jesus is what Jesus is offering to everybody. So he's not excluding anybody via the invitation. He, he
2: includes everyone. Everybody's
1: invited in the invitation, right? And so I think that that's and that's some people's hang up. I, I I've I've had many friends and family members talk about uh, I've heard of this Jesus guy and I believe in this Jesus guy as as a loving, caring creator maybe or you know, heavenly person. But why would he make it so narrow and um, why would he push so many people away? And and that's the misleading part. No, he the the offer is extended to everybody but the the offer is extended through him and what he did on the cross because of sin and the distance that, that has placed because of what my choices have done for the relationship that I have with my heavenly father right but so i think that that that's a barrier for some people it's an obstacle to overcome to think through like well that sounds really exclusive jesus but it's not it's he is, well it is, he is
2: it is inclusive to, when it comes to people He's exclusive in reference to himself.
0: Okay. Well, it's, it, it's a, I think it's a different topic because it's um, who hasn't sinned? Raise your hand if,
2: if you're ahead, listening
0: Kyle. in, you're driving along. <laughs> like Who has not sinned? Who has not done something wrong? Okay, So if we're all in this problem situation where we have sinned, how do we rectify it? How do we do enough good? How do we amend it? How do we counteract that? How do we just cross our fingers, cross our toes, knock on wood, believe in some karma, you know, do give enough money or whatever our solution is. So we've all tried all these different solutions to the problem and they're not any real solution at all. So Jesus is saying, here's the solution. Do you want in on that or not? It, that's our choice. So we're, we're the exclusive ones. We're saying, no, 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 you're out. Your problem, your problem solving skills, they don't, they don't cut it. I got it away. That's better. So I'm going to exclude your, I mean, you just flip the viewpoint, like God's exclusive, God's exclusive. I'm exclusive when I choose to say your solution, not going to work for me. I'm out on following you. I'm out on banking on your achievement on the cross and your ability to conquer death, pay for sin and resurrection. I'm not going to believe in that. I'm going to exclude that as the solution to the problem I have, which is my sin problem and dealing with the guilt and the shame I feel for that. And I know I need to do something about that. So, and, and
2: a lot of people that are out on Jesus as the exclusive way are also in denial about sin even being a problem. I've had right. recent conversations with people. this is like no you, you you call our, all these things sin. I, I just I just know that you know I'm a good person, people are good people, and if we just try a little harder, do a little better and love a little more effectively, then aren't we doing what Jesus came to teach us anyway? I don't have a sin problem.
0: No, that's your made-up solution.
2: Correct. That's your well, version. It's, and of, it's also denial that there is a fundamental problem.
0: Right, which is your solution to the problem. When you go Just there, there it. is an issue. Yep. It's built inside of us. Your conscience speaks way loud all the time. You mm-hmm. know there's an issue. Everybody does. I don't care who you talk to. I don't care, like, well, whatever, I've done enough good. No, everybody knows because the truth of God overcomes all of our thoughts and minds and hearts, like, no, it's built inside of us, our need for God to rectify this problem. So then you're going to come up with your own idea. Great. You've excluded Christ. You're the one that's excluding. You're the one that's limiting and saying, here's the only way, or here's three or four, six ways. I will make the judgment of what is permissible and how you get made right with others and with God.
1: Yeah. I see, I see where you're going. I don't, I struggled to see it from that perspective of that. Like, oh, I'm excluding God. Like, I just... Because I, I think that the... Again, back to the point that Craig made and then I made. I think that the way to um, eternal life, the way to write relationship with God is exclusive. There's one way. There's just one way, yeah. So it is excluding... you. I mean, you made a list. It is excluding this, this karma idea, this knock on wood, this I'm going to be a good enough person, I'm going to try it. Like, that's not going to lead to the abundance of life that you were created to have. That's not going to lead to right relationship. The one way is through Jesus because he paid the debt that you couldn't pay because the issue was sin, because the issue is sin. And Jesus offers forgiveness. He offers grace and mercy only through him. And so that is exclusive. That is cut and dry one way. And he, uh, I think that yeah, the I part just, where right. we get mixed up is that, well, well yeah, but, but Jesus doesn't offer that to these people. And I think that there's Christians. I think that there's people that misrepresent this and like, oh, God doesn't love you because of this. That offer is as inclusive as can be. Jesus made every single person and offers this extension of grace to all of us to say, hey, I want you to have right relationship. I want you to have abundance of life. I want everybody to come to salvation. Everybody has the same offer, but the way is... It's narrow. It's it's exclusive. It's that's one way, um, because I hear you say that, and I just it just doesn't like. I'm like, ah, eh, I'm excluding that. I'm, I'm just. I'm it's just. It's
2: not a conscious decision on people's part, but it's the effectual outcome of the decisions they make. I don't think they're consciously thinking, well, you know, I'm just going to reject what God's saying because I don't like what he's saying or I don't believe some he's people right. do. yeah, Some people do. Some, some people I've, do, but, yeah, but it's not everybody, is, yeah. I think, to Kyle's point. For some people, they come to that same place, but they don't do it necessarily that intentionally or that, you know.
0: But that's what they're doing.
2: But that is what they're doing. Absolutely. The effectual result is the same. Yep, that's what they're doing. Yeah. You, you know, the other thing, too, that, um, about this is, you know, when, when we talk about Jesus making the exclusive claim, which he did, I am the way, the only way, I'm the truth and the life, nobody comes to the Father except through me, we, we sometimes, I think, misunderstand that maybe somehow or the other he had other options, different ways to set it up, different rules of the game, if you will, and and he chose to be exclusive when he could have been, as far as like, he's the only way. He could have decided, no, there are lots of different ways. Let's go with that plan. But, but the reality is he's the only way because he is the only way. He didn't have an option to make it any different. If he had other options and there was a better approach, he would have chosen that. He, he makes the statement he does because it literally is the only way. You know, it's like yeah, it's like it, plugging so, in a lamp, and I'm in a room with electrical outlets. The only way to get electricity to that lamp is to plug it into one of the outlets. I mean, you can wish that you could plug it right into the sheetrock somewhere, or I've you know, seen step right I've with seen magicians
0: foot. do it, so <laughs> it must be possible. But, but
2: you get my, my yeah, just
0: because I think we're uh, I think you're getting on this Kyle. The term for me starts to lose its meaning when we're saying it's the exclusive way that Jesus said. He just said, "Here's the problem. Here's the solution." You know what two plus two is? Is it like seven or, or four, but not really four. If it's like three, if you want it to be, but we don't want to be exclusive. So let's say twelve is good too. And what, however you want to put that together, will be fine. Like no, here's the problem. That,
2: that's my point. Here's
0: the solution. Yeah, he, you're. He's,
2: he's going two plus two. The only answer is it's four. four. I'm sorry, but
0: and that's that's there aren't the way. I don't care if you got Common Core math to get there, which takes twelve years, or if you just know like you have <laughs> a handful of fingers and you can do it. But however you get there, the answer is four it is four, because it's, there's a problem. this is the only solution, and everybody listening in we've all tried our own way, our own solution, and you know what it all falls short it doesn't it doesn't give us peace it doesn't like in chapter five, it doesn't produce the fruit of the spirit it doesn't make us people who are love and our kindness and are full of peace. only Christ does that, and he who knew no sin became sin so that we might become right with God, the righteousness of God, and that God had to become flesh so that he could pour out the blood sacrifice offering that was required and set up by God so that the penalty of sin could be taken care of. And then he conquered death by rising again so that death doesn't have a grip on us, there's no victory in our life. And that's what we need, to have life and to have meaningful life and purposeful life. So he's the only solution. So is it exclusive? Is there just one way? Sure, if you want to say it that way, but it's more for me. It's like the ex- exclusive thing is more categorized towards people and people groups, a certain number of people. And so when we start to say it's an exclusive way, it's like, well, I get what you're saying. There's just one way, but it's very inclusive because God wants anybody and everybody to Correct. respond. Yeah, Like you said,
1: I mean, it's exclusive in the way of saying that there's only one way to solve the problem. Right, like where we would go. Oh, if we look at a different problem, like hey, let's tackle it from this direction or this direction. Like, no, you you can't. And we've tried. And Paul talks about it. And that's yeah. really again, that's why we got to this topic. You're trying to tackle this from a different perspective. You're trying to be right with God through circumcision and obeying the law. Yep. There's not. There's only one solution. So that's the only way. I mean, yeah. The word exclusive begins to lose some of the the oomph. The oomph there. The oomph that it is meant to have. I gave you the sound effect on the oomph. (laughs) That it's, yeah, it kind of gets convoluted a little bit. But again, that's Paul's point. Like, nope, we got to come back to one solution for the problem that we've all experienced and all of mankind and human history has always experienced. This gap between us and God, this right relationship with our Heavenly Father, with our Creator, this intimacy, this abundance of life with Him. Big, huge problem that everyone knows whether they can verbalize it, communicate it, or not have experienced this problem, and we try a trillion solutions to solve it. We try, and, and this specifically we've talked about from the beginning, this letter is written to people who are trying to solve it in a very specific way. They're, They're being told, externally. Yeah, trying here's to solve how it. you solve it. You either do the right thing or you, you, know, you obey these laws externally. Yeah. And he goes, nope, come back. One answer, one solution, it's Jesus. He did it on the cross, and that's again... 12, 13, 14, 15, and even 16, new relationship because of the cross of Jesus. We're a new creation, right relationship with God, grace and peace for
0: us living into that. Yeah. So if, I'm glad you brought us back around because that's what Paul's saying is that Christ is the only one that can give us a new spirit. We're a new creation, that you are a new creation, that that's what the work that Jesus does in us that only he can do in us is to renew our spirit and we get focused on the outside stuff. And I think we've got to, as Christ followers, we've got to tell ourselves that. We've got to encourage one another with each other. We talked about it this last Sunday with building each other up. We've got to remind each other with our words about who we are in Christ. Um, As part of the family of God, we're a new creation. Paul's, through this whole letter, saying, hey, you are not your past. You're not what you did. You are who Christ says you are. You're redeemed, you're forgiven, and you're free. That's who you are. Yeah, that's and like so I, I just think we can't say that enough to one another. It's like that's who we are. Yep. Yeah, no, but I messed up and I got mistaken. Yeah, we all do. But Christ came, says you're redeemed, you're forgiven, and you're free. You're free from that.
2: I think you're you're, you're hitting on something, uh, both of you. And in terms of new creation, that that I don't think the average Christ follower probably really understands. I'm, I'm. I am i am not don't sure I understand. Get, yeah, see, I don't it very get
0: well. it. Well, well no, you guys are yeah. much
1: more average, Christ followers than me. <laughs> oh, no, well, I, mean, I feel
0: sub average some days. I don't know who average is, but okay. I feel sub average. Yeah, All right, right, we passed on you a little bit there, yeah. Go you, for yeah. it.
2: No, I. I don't. I don't think we understand it very well, or 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 are focused on it. So I think maybe that's it. We might understand generally speaking, but don't necessarily live as if it's true, or focus on it, or encourage ourselves and one another with it as much as we need to. That that God that coming to Christ and following him is not him remodeling our lives. It's him bulldozing our identity and building a new creation within us. And that, that's, I, I lose sight of that myself often. It, you know, think of it in terms of a house. So, so you can come to a house and it's like, oh yeah, it's a, you know, the basic structure is good, so let's remodel it and we'll pour a bunch of money into it, maybe even add a wing or another story or whatever. You know, that's not what God does. He doesn't come along and say, well, you're basically a good person, let me just make some improvements. No, God comes along and says, I'm gonna create a new you inside, a spiritual new creation, new identity, new relationship, new kingdom, new, everything is new. That's what Corinthians says. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. I don't think we quite allow that to impact our thinking and our our lifestyle uh, as much as it it can. I think it's revolutionary when I stop and think on it a little bit. It's like, oh, yeah, I've been losing sight of that. Yeah,
1: I like how you say had some of the, the verbiage you're using, especially like losing sight of it. I know for me specifically, um, that was really prevalent, easy to see early on in my relationship with Jesus. I mean, and I think that's why like, David says things like, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Remind me. I mean, I remember going from death to life. I remember that experience. I remember so I. here's who I was, and I remember being radically changed by Jesus, and I remember this. I felt new. I felt brand new. I felt different. I felt more alive. I felt this abundance, and I can, like, and, you know, when we've been, you know, and you guys have both been following Christ for longer than me, the further we, you know, we get through that experience, it's just like, oh, this is my life, And and we maybe forget the, the death to life part a little bit. And so that's why, again, talking to our guests, it's so fun to hear their experience, their story with Jesus, and remind, I think, that we spur each other on and kind of remind, oh, yeah, I, I I remember when Jesus did that. And so when we continue to lean into Him, and it's easy to, you know, just kind of make it mundane, and this is just life, and this is what I do, and all this kind of stuff. But, man, God restored to me that, remind me that I was dead, like, and I... I experienced new life in you, and, and, and understanding and living into that is a, is a beautiful reminder of, of what Jesus did. I often but,
2: contrast my wife's experience and mine when we came to Christ and what we experienced. So she was a good person who gave her heart to Christ, and I was a rascal who anybody looking at my life would say, well, that guy needs help, and, and I came to Christ. Now, my experience was more obvious in terms of the changes outwardly yeah say you
0: you just kind of all reference everything externally there
2: exactly that's my point okay
0: i'm stealing your thunder go ahead
2: wait for it wait for it here it comes but inwardly we were exactly the same we were both dead in sin and both needed a new creation within mine was just a little more obvious outwardly to people uh, and hers not so much but it was exactly the same and and I think that sometimes we lose sight of that. It's like we all have the same issue. We all issue. have the, all same, have the
0: same need. Therefore, yeah. and, we and then we all the need the same, same new creation. solution. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And again, I think that's back to your
1: your point earlier that you know I think some people struggle with this. Well, I'm not I'm not bad. Oh, I wasn't Craig. I wasn't doing those things. I'm good, right? Use those terms. I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. You, you, I have family members like that. You, you you mentioned talking to people that their issue is like, well, we just need to do more right and, and love and be good and be nice. I'm a good person, mm-hmm. and that's good enough. That'll work out for me whether we believe in heaven or, or karma or utopia or euphoria or whatever it is,
0: right? Like... <laughs> uh, I. I <laughs> you went through a good list there I, think. I was trying to picture those i'm like where's
2: euphoria <laughs> uh it's right there next to nirvana oh, right yeah.
0: next to utopia, <laughs> yeah. a utopia nirvana <laughs> is nirvana talk to kurt he's there i think and then you yeah.
2: isn't that a ride in disneyland utopia mm.
1: cartopia, cartopia. Oh, okay it, yeah it's still there
0: anyway did you have a point you were done there uh <laughs> yeah, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I think I made it. I, <laughs> I think know. you got there. I think you got there. Well, in light of Jesus, no one is good. And I don't know what scripture reference that is that's in there somewhere. But, you know, when you read that, you're like, no one's good, not even one. You're like, what? Like, my mom's pretty Rome's nice. Straight. Yeah, that, yeah but that's the point is in light of Christ, nobody's good. If we're comparing ourselves to one another, sure, I'm better than some people on yeah, planet not Earth. As good as mothers, yeah, sure. as yeah, as some others. Yeah, as far as doing good that, acts and stuff. But that's not what the point is making. It's like, hey, we have a problem. If the standard is perfection,
2: issue. we all fall way yeah, short. Yeah, because how good yeah. is
0: good enough?
1: That's the conversation I've had with people. Is, right. So who gets to set the standard of what's good enough? So like, okay, here's what uh, God the, does. Yeah, exactly. So if, if we're not using God's standard, which most people are like, because God's standard here's good enough, and here's all of you yeah. below that. So if we're not there, so how good is good enough? Well, like if you did this big thing, right, here's, let, me, let me write a list of things that are too bad. So if you just avoid these or if you do these or you can, you know, balance them out. Well, if you did this really bad one, here's 90 good things you have to do to be able to balance it out. It just gets so sticky and messy and convoluted that it goes, hey, when I look to God, he makes it pretty clear. Here's the standard and you've all fallen short. But I've given you the grace of paying the penalty for you so that you can have that right relationship.
0: And we're new creations, but we're still like part of who we are, Craig, to, to what you're talking about, part of who we are in Christ and how he's made us, the gifts he's given us, the, you know, the talents, that kind of stuff. So it is kind of a tricky thing. Last week Kyle and I were playing golf with his dad and another buddy, and I've been working on my golf game mostly just so Wyatt, my son, who's nine, doesn't beat me all the time. Um, it's an embarrassing thing when you're like seven-year-olds beating you at golf. Anyway, so I'm trying to get my game up, learning, growing, uh, helping him, and so it's been coming along. Friday, Friday was a pretty good round for me. It's like real consistent, especially the front nine. I'm just trying to play bogey golf. So whatever the par is, plus one, that's my target. Like, that would be really good. So front nine, I had like three pars and a bogey, and I had just one bad hole where kind of one mistake led to another, and you kind of, you know, start cascading, and you're like, okay, reset. I gotta reset. We get to the back nine, I parred uh, 13. Was had a great shot. was a tee shot. It was great. Um, 14? You were right. You and Sam were both right on right. 14. Or Down Mike, the my whole, hole's messed up. No, 10, 11, like 12. 12 a par 5. Yeah, did I par that one or I bogey? Know. I don't know. I was doing good. Anyways, I get to a blow-up hole. 14 going up the hill. Isn't that 14? 13. That's thirteen. So yeah, I got my numbers. You know I anyways, a lot sure of numbers. Of our listeners <laughs> couldn't care less. No, every golfer's like, Yeah, w- no wait, which hole? What, what course are you playing? You haven't even said the course name. The
2: golfers, yes. yes. But the rest of our listeners. No. All right,
0: so here's my point. I get to we Thir- teed off. Thirteen. Thirteen. We we'll go I go and I'd par I think I parred twelve. I definitely part 11, the part three. I think three.
1: you did two back-to-back, 11, 12, yep.
0: Here's where I'm going. It's important. So I part and I part. So I'm playing above average for me. I'm like, this is phenomenal. I'm doing good, hitting shots, getting. So I get to 13, way right, hit a shot, hits a tree, goes to the edge of the bunker. Kyle had the, a similar shot. Like, I'm hitting, I'm standing in the bunker, the ball's in the grass. I'm swinging like a baseball bat. That's the elevation <laughs> I'm at. I hit the ground. Didn't even hit the ball. It falls off the ground, goes in the bunker, hit the bunker. I mean, just it's just one of those, like, this is why we don't golf. We should go home now. So I get done with that. We are wrapping up that, and we're headed to the next tee box. And I say to the group, and and your dad was standing there, I said, I don't know who that guy was down there in the trees, (laughs) but we kicked him off the course. That was the old Scott. The new Scott has been playing golf.
2: Oh, you got – there yeah
0: I did he came They're together I point. came back a around circle and, and I your dad kind of smirked, and he kind of like stuck with him and then the next hole I the tee shot was bad but I salvaged it came in like finished strong in that hole on 14 and then 15 I made par I had a great I had the best drive on 15 made it made par and I was like there we go yeah and, and your dad said he's like yeah good thing you got rid of that guy we kicked him you know he's not coming back on the course but I had to I had to tell myself, this is not who I am. I'm a better golfer than this. That's not I know I'm playing like this and this is the reality of my current hole, but that's not who I am. It's
2: not who I it's am. It's not who I am. That's the point.
0: And it wasn't an ego like I'm a golfer, I'm better than this. It's just I was doing making some bad things, you know. It's like, but that's not who I am. That's what Paul's saying. You're a new creation.
2: That is his point.
0: Your past is not who you are. You are who Christ says you are. Even
2: your current behavior sometimes yep. is reflective of who you used to be, but it is not who you are now. It's not
0: who you are. And that actually
2: is step one sometimes in overcoming behaviors that don't belong in our life. Yeah, that's what I
1: mean. He says things like, hey, you need to crucify that flesh. Jesus died on the cross, and you are like your life is now in Jesus. You crucified that old person on the cross. It is dead. That flesh still flares up. That is dead. It's dead flesh. Cut it off. It's, it, it died with Jesus on the cross. That's the old guy Get him off the golf course. He's not here anymore. That's right. You're I no gone. longer
0: live, but the life I live now is in Christ. Yeah. And so we need to tell ourselves that. We need to remind ourselves of that truth. We need to ask God to speak that to us. We need to encourage one another Agreed. with that. So
2: I'd like to take our conversation a little bit I did par
0: eleven and twelve. Just FYI, that's you're, what I you're said. You're looking up a I Bible? No, I was <laughs> looking at my you're looking up your golf scores. Yeah, because I, I went here's where I, on hole six I went par par. I had a blow-up hole on eight. I went par on nine. I bogeyed on ten.
2: Could you go a little slower? Some of our listeners are writing this down. I'm at
0: Liberty Lake (laughs) right now. All right. So I went par, par, (laughs) blow-up hole, par, bogey, par, par. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven holes. One was bad. And then I get to that eighth hole, and I would played a great streak. And then I'm having this. I'm like, that's not who I am. I'm playing better than that today. Um, For ten holes in a row, I basically played (laughs) what I was supposed to There you go. I don't know it's helpful for me. It's that's part great. of it's part He's of great. why I do sport. Like it helps me go I'm a I'm a different person than that. It ha- I don't know if that's weird. It works for me. It's part of why I ride my bike and run and play golf and
2: That's that's great. do
0: all sorts of stuff. But that's so I'm going to link in the show notes and it should work this time. But this document that I stole from Life Church, and it's just who you are in Christ.
1: I thought you were gonna link your scorecard.
0: Oh, there go. <laughs> do, you, gonna, no, do you want my scorecard? No, <laughs> no, please. I, don't there's don't a redemptive link your part to this whole golf story.
2: If you want to see a PDF of my <laughs> <laughs> scorecard from that day, yeah, click here. Nobody <laughs>
0: wants to see. I shot 95. It's not phenomenal. I'm just saying, <laughs> overall, it. I'm getting better, and that's that's who I am. That's a good point. Um, okay, and you are becoming. To, uh, Greg, you want to make
2: a point? I do. Before we run out of time, yeah, so one of Paul's up last points that he makes in Galatians six is about what it is he's going to brag about, what he's going to boast about, and he says golf scores. <laughs> okay. Now that you pointed <laughs> you, out, that, there you, is an application making, to your okay, okay. most recent comments. But no, he he's saying there are a lot of things that maybe as a Jewish person. In fact, he makes this point in Philippians three. He says. Um, you know, as a, as a Jew, I I had this accomplishment. I came from this family. I was well-educated. I mean, if as Jews go, I was top of the heap, right? I was cream of the crop. Um, but, but he's saying here in Galatians, he says, but I'm not going to boast in, and he says it in Philippians 2, I'm not going to boast in any of that. None of that matters. It's he's, rubbish. The only thing I'm going to ever boast about is the cross of Christ, the grace of God at work in my life, he'll say in another place. And he's just... And, and so I think about it, even as, as Christians, you know, you, you go to a conference and the speaker's getting introduced. Well, um, you know, he's pastored this church for this many years and had this many people and he's written this many books and he's a popular conference speaker and accomplished these things. And we go through kind of the pedigree of their outward accomplishments, not, hey, this person sold out to Jesus and has been sold out to Jesus and boasts in Jesus only. I mean, those, we don't do introductions like that, but that's what no. Paul's saying. This is how I view myself. This is what I'm going to boast in. N- none of the rest of it matters.
0: We should probably do that more, as an introduction. Famous people like this person. They were kind to their wife this weekend. They've exhibited a lot of peace for their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a tremendous patience at work and with all their coworkers. And all of, of it coworkers. is the result of Jesus. It's at work all of in it their life. is the fruit of the Spirit in their life. And by I mean, God's power. And now welcome. <laughs> and now welcome. People like what are we into? Well, but seriously, like but, we, we have yeah. we have the Because all we culture. can see is the external and yeah, other people. Again, to and Paul's that's, point, that's what Paul's saying. That's what
1: Paul's point is. You are concerned with these things, and it's still true today. You know, all you're concerned about is these things, this this fame, this glory of yourself and what you can Notches your accomplishment. On the belt, so yep, to speak. Yeah. Your accomplishment. None of those things matter. Here's the one thing that matters. And you should boast in that. Like, Yep. I get to follow Jesus. Yep. Jesus is great in me and look at the things that he has done in me. Look at again, I think one of the greatest things and this is what Paul continues to do. Look how dead I was. Look how terrible I was. I was a I was a trash I was, person. I was killing Christians. right. Like I was a I was a, a wreck. And now look at me. Not because of me, not because of what I can. Look what Jesus did. Look how great the cross is. Look at how phenomenal new life can be. That's amazing. Let's boast in that. And exactly. we, we won't miss the point. And
2: that's the note he ends the, the book nope. of Galatians on. And
0: that's the note we'll end the podcast on. We got there. Good job. I think we just need to sometimes warm up, get some coffee in us, and it turns <laughs> out to be a really great podcast episode. So we appreciate you listening in. Uh, some of you have listening in to all 55 episodes. Some of you are newer, um, but if you would, wouldn't t- take a minute and subscribe, uh, in case we do le- release a little bonus episode this summer. Uh, share the podcast with a friend, and if you could take sixty seconds and just leave a review, um, what I hear is that helps it like boost it up in the uh, podcast. It's all the metrics things. and yeah, the algorithms. If people are rating day, it, reviewing it,
2: nearly two million podcasts now. Oh,
0: I bet. Uh, gosh, that's a lot. But of we options. we think this is a great spot for people to tune in and hear about Jesus and this good news of living free in Christ and being transformed internally, uh, having their eternity transformed and being with God forever. Um, so you could help out as far as just getting the word out, part of getting the good news out. This is a great way to do that globally, around the world, and um, we just appreciate you tuning in, and we just want you to keep following Jesus, and hopefully something today was something you can apply to your life. So have a great week. Have a phenomenal summer. Get out do some adventuring as you're continuing to follow Jesus. We'll see you real soon.